Section six of Birds and Nature, Volume eleven, number five, May nineteen o two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording by Elaine Conway, England. Missouri Skylark anthus brage what thou art we know not what is most like thee from rainbow clouds there flows not drops so bright to see as from thy presence showers a rain of melody shelley when the umber skylark is struck into glory of plume and of song by the rising sun we can conceive that the song is indeed the nearest approach in animal nature to the ringing of the hydrogen bells in the physics of light and that when the music soars within the little lark and the lark soars he is almost an involuntary agent the song like the summer owing its creation as george macdonald tells to the sun that rises early shining shining all day rarely drawing up the larks to meet him earth's bird angels wild to greet him although the skylark more than any other of the aerial tribes holds the middle rank twixt heaven and earth on the last verge of mortal being stand the fate of the missouri skylark is more unhappy than that of a prophet for being so little unknown in comparison with his deserts he is almost without honour in his own country or any other yet it was so long ago as may nineteenth eighteen forty three that audubon near the headwaters of the missouri celebrated in his journal the glad tidings of his discovery harris and bell have returned and to my delight and utter astonishment have brought two new birds one a lark small and beautiful and again on june twenty second he writes the little new lark that i have named for sprague has almost all the habits of the skylark of europe whilst looking anxiously for it on the ground where we supposed it to be singing we discovered it to be high overheads and that sometimes it went too high for us to see at all when the species start from the ground they fly in succession of undulations which renders aim at them quite difficult after this and in the same manner they elevate themselves to some considerable height as if about to sing and presently pitch toward the ground where they run prettily and at times stand still and quite erect for a few minutes on june the twenty fourth he continues this afternoon i thought would be a fair opportunity to examine the manners of sprague's lark on the wing the male rises by constant undulations to a great height say one hundred yards or more and while singing its sweetest sounding notes beats its wings poised in the air like a hawk without rising at this time after which and after each burst of singing it sails in divers directions 
forming three quarters of a circle or thereabouts then rises again and again sings the intervals between the singing are longer than those the song occupies the latter about fifteen to twenty minutes and at times the bird remains so long in the air as to render it quite fatiguing to follow it with the eye sprague thought one he watched yesterday remained in the air about an hour ballin harris watched one for more than half an hour and this afternoon i gazed upon one whilst bell timed it for thirty-six minutes in november eighteen seventy three dr Hughes discovered this pipit in considerable numbers and continues audubon's enthusiastic description the ordinary straightforward flight of the bird is performed with a regular rising and falling like that of the titlock but its course when started from the ground is exceedingly rapid and wayward at such times after the first alarm they are wont to hover around in a desultory manner for a considerable time and then pitch suddenly down to the ground often near where they rose under these circumstances they have a lisping querulous note but these common traits have nothing to do with the wonderful soaring action and the imitable matchless songs of the birds during the breeding season it is no wonder audubon grew enthusiastic in describing it rising from the nest or from its grassy bed this plain-looking little bird clad in the simplest colours and making but a speck in the boundless expanse mounts straight up on tremulous wings until lost to view in the blue ether and then sends back to earth a song of gladness that seems to come from the sky itself to cheer the weary give hope to the disheartened and turn the most indifferent for the moment at least from sordid thoughts no other bird music heard in our land compares with the wonderful strains of this songster there is something not of earth in the melody coming from above yet from no visible source the notes are simply indescribable but once heard they can never be forgotten their volume and penetration are truly wonderful they are neither loud nor strong yet the whole air seems filled with the tender strains and the delightful melody continues long unbroken the song is only heard for a brief period in the summer ceasing when the inspiration of the love season is over and it is only uttered when the birds are soaring baird brewer and ridway tell the captain blackiston found this skylark common on the prairies of saskatchewan and described the song as consisting of a quick succession of notes and a descending scale each note being lower than the preceding the bird then descends to the ground with great rapidity almost like a stone and somewhat in the manner of a hawk sweeping on its prey he also saw these birds in northern minnesota someone says that the larks those creatures of light and air and motion whose nest is in the stubble and whose tryst is in the cloud are well known as the symbol of poets and victim of epicures 
and boroughs to whom they are a symbol says it's tight to the grass where the bird makes its home abounding multitudinous the notes nearly all alike and in the same way but rapid swarming prodigal showering down as thick and fast as drops of rain in a summer shower this are the skylark of europe but he adds on the great plains of the west there is a bird whose song resembles the larks quite closely and it is said to be not at all inferior the missouri skylark an excelsior songster which from far up in the transparent blue rains down its notes for many minutes together it is no doubt destined to figure in the future poetical literature of the west yet all that has been written of the star of music in a fiery cloud by burroughs and by wadsworth shelley and the rest might probably have been indicted to the musical cherub of the big muddy valley when climbing shrill with ecstasy the trembling air he calls up the tuneful nations and the same celestial pilgrim might have appeared to eric mackay in the light of the day like a soul on its way to the gardens of god it was loosed from the earth and the song that it sang with a paean of mirth for the raptures of birth juliet a owen End of section 6